When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Friday, April 22nd. Welcome back to another quick hit episode of Pro Football Network's premier fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, BJ Rudell. Yesterday, I walked through some research I did on uh, the probability that a team is going to field a top 40, top 30, or top 20 positional player in fantasy. And this is very useful because, as we know, sometimes, uh, according to average draft position or expert rankings, uh, you might find, let's say, at wide receiver that a team has no one in the top 40. Well, if we know, uh, based on historical data, and I've got historical data going back to 2009 now, that 83% of the time, a team has at least one top 40 wide receiver, well, that gives us some probability to base decisions on. We know there is a high likelihood that drafting someone, at wide receiver, the number one wide receiver on a team, um, there's a high likelihood that person will be better than top 40 or in the top 40, better than expectations if their ADP is outside the top 40. Similarly, they have a 71% chance of, of a team having a top 30 wide receiver. Now I want to look at it a little differently in the context of the Bills. Uh, so just for the next couple minutes, let's walk through Gabriel Davis, Jameson Crowder, and what possibility they might have of being top 40 or top 30. Currently, according to expert rankings, uh, uh, Gabriel Davis is around uh, WR 43, and Jameson Crowder is about a WR 72. Uh, I glanced at those this morning as I was thinking about this, and I thought, well, that's interesting. Maybe Crowder is very undervalued. My PFN colleague, Jason Katz, better known as Katz, uh, as of a couple weeks ago, liked Crowder as a potential uh, breakout candidate based on uh, potential ADP. But of course, Gabriel Davis, we saw what he could do last year in his final game against the Chiefs in the playoffs. This is a, this is a potential breakout waiting to happen. We don't know what impact Crowder will have. We don't know if Dawson Knox can repeat his tied for the league leading nine touchdowns that he had last year, which really helped propel him. He didn't have the volume that a lot of elite or near elite tight ends need to have, but he did have the touchdowns. That said, that's not sustainable. The question is, is his target volume going to go up? So there's a lot of questions going on with the Bills. Stefan Diggs is a constant in that receiving core. We know, I mean, he's he's going to be preseason top 10, um, and he's going to be fine. He's in the prime of his career. Uh, he's re-upped for several more years. He is the guy. But what are the odds that we might have a second Bills wide receiver in the top 40? Because if we know right now for sure that that's going to happen, if if someone from the future came back and said, I can't tell you much, but here's what I can tell you. Either Gabriel Davis or Jameson Crowder will be a, be a top 40 wide receiver. Well, if you know that Crowder's ADP is, let's say, 72, and Gabriel Davis's is 43, it, it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist or an assistant rocket scientist to uh, uh, figure out that Crowder is the best buy in that circumstance. You can get Crowder uh, off waivers after your draft uh, and you have, uh, you know, maybe a 50-50 shot at a top 40 at that point. 
Um, or if you're feeling bullish, you take both him and Gabriel Davis and you see how the first few weeks shakes out. But we know right now that uh, on average, going back to 2009, based on my research, just a little more than 26 uh, teams have a top 40 receiver on average each year, a little more than 26. So what that suggests is there's little less than, you know, 14 teams on average that might have a second top 40 receiver, because if there's only on average a little more than 26 that have it, well, there, there's a lot of doubling up then. So you're seeing, and there could be one or two teams that have three top 40 receivers. We don't want to get too much in the minutia in this very quick podcast, but the key takeaway is that's a, that's a pretty good percentage. That's if we know that let's say 13 teams are going to have two top 40 receivers, wideouts, fantasy, then you're looking at, you know, a, a one in two and a half times chance. What is it? Maybe 40% chance, if my math is right, that a team is going to have that, that, that either Gabriel Davis or Jameson Crowder is going to be top 40. We're leaving out the, uh, the person from the future in this scenario who tells us that this is going to happen, we're looking now at probabilities and saying, yeah, there's a pretty decent probability that Gabriel Davis or Jameson Crowder could crack, crack the top 40. If there's a 40% chance that that happens, those are pretty good odds if you know that you can get one or both of those guys for below potential market value. And of course, we would love it if the odds were you know 60 or 70 or 80%. Well, Top 50, you could probably get those odds. But for top 40, we're talking about guys who are probably going to be drafted in most leagues. You know, it's not going to be that easy. <laughs> you got to roll the dice. But I would suggest that Gabriel Davis and maybe even Jameson Crowder, depending on how the preseason shakes out, preferably Gabriel Davis as a, a guy who we don't know how good he could be, whereas Jameson Crowder, we kind of know he can be a lukewarm WR4, and maybe a WR3 if things break absolutely perfectly, which might require Gabriel Davis to get hurt in the process. But, you know, let's face it, Jameson Crowder is a solid receiver. Gabriel Davis has a chance to get to the next level. So if I were a betting person, I would say, I'll take those 40% odds. If Gabriel Davis's preseason ADP remains outside of the top 40, I am eyeing him as someone I want to take when 36, 37 wide receivers are off the board. I'm reaching for them maybe a round early, but I'm locking in someone with a who is very talented in a great offense with, based on historical numbers, a 40% chance of getting in the top 40. And that doesn't even uh, uh, include the top 30. If we want to go even more aggressive and say, what's the odds that someone like Gabriel Davis could be top 30 alongside someone like Stefan Diggs? Well, the data going back to 2009 shows that just under 23 teams on average have a top 30 fantasy wide receiver each year. That leaves uh, a little more than seven teams that have at least two top 30 wide receivers. Well, you know, if you do the math, you're somewhere around 22, 23% chance that Gabriel Davis could be top 40. So here's what I'm getting at. Let's say Gabriel Davis starts to shrink back in the rankings. Let's say Jameson Crowder has a pretty good uh, uh, camp 
And there's a lot of buzz that maybe, you know, Davis isn't quite ready to assume the true number two role. The Crowder is really going to challenge him. And now we start to see Crowder creep up into the high 50s and we see Davis creep down into the into the low 50s. So now we've got Davis at an ADP of 52 and Crowder at an ADP of 58. Hey, that's entirely realistic if if Crowder gets uh, some some positive wave in his direction. Any gain for Crowder is a loss to Davis if you're in fantasy. That makes Davis a really interesting aggressive buy as a potential top 30 asset. Again, the odds are slim, only about 22%. But if you're getting a guy whose ADP starts shrinking into the 50s and you feel pretty confident he can get into the 40s, and there is a small but significant chance, small but significant meaning it's not a great chance, but it has a significant impact if it works out to get into the top 30 because who wouldn't want a top 30 wide receiver with one of their last picks in a draft then you go with someone like gabriel davis this folks is how you use data to your advantage there is no one size fits all approach there is no hey you know bj tell me what to do here and i tell you what to do I'm not, i i don't i don't know what to do i look at the numbers i look at historical data i try to figure out where the gaps are in terms of the market and historical data. Is the market undervaluing players based on historical data or are they overvaluing players? And I am just scanning and scanning and scanning and trying to find the value. That is the key to the system. It is Friday. I've talked your ear off. Have a great weekend. Come back Monday and listen to us again. Have a great weekend.